So if you're ready, let's get started, huh? Sure, sure. All righty. Let's peace these broken pieces together. Episode 17, Fumble Podcast. I'm yours truly, Pej. Uh, today, I believe I have my furthest guest <laughs> as far as... Furthest the guest, all okay. the way from Portugal. Portugal, there you go, yes. <laughs> um, Eight-hour difference. So uh, we are... Uh, but we made it work. We we coordinated, and um, I'm super excited and pumped uh, to have this person on. Um, he is a, a homeopath, clinical nutritionist, um, and detoxification specialist. Um, and uh, he was born in Canada, but he's gone back and forth between Canada and Portugal. Uh, however, he's from Iranian descent. Um, like you, <laughs> like me, like me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of things surrounding. The beer, the beer yeah. doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna discuss uh, a few different topics that um, sparked my interest, as as well as um, what uh, he's passionate about. Without further ado, Nabil Mogadam. Thanks for Best joining time. me, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I know you're a busy man, and uh, for you to put aside some time to talk to us, uh, I really um, it means a lot. So let's start with um, you were born in Canada. So, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know you were in Portugal till we had our discussion about getting on the the, the podcast. <laughs> so. I had I was under the impression you were still in Canada until you told me. So what when and apparently you've been going back and forth. So uh when did that start and um are you in Portugal now permanently? Yeah, I'm in Portugal right now and the idea yes to be permanent because I love this place mainly because it's more natural, right? Yeah. Uh the weather is beautiful, non-GMO farming. I got sheep in the backyard, everybody, all of my neighbors, they grow their own food. So that's what I'm all about. But I, when I was nine, my parents moved to Portugal. And then uh, me and my brother, we did schooling here. We did, we finished high school and then we moved back to Canada. And then we did college, we did university. And then after I just, I just, I was like, man, I miss Portugal. You know, I miss all the good things about Portugal. And I was kind of like, fed up with the Canadian winters, right? Yeah. The, the eight-month, nine-month winters. And uh, that's it. I, Canada? What part of Canada were you? In, in Ontario, okay. um, Stratford. I lived in Stratford, Kitchener, London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Four years ago, I decided to, is it four or five now? I decided to move back. And that's it. I've been, I've been back since, ever since. And um, it's, been, it's been nice. It's yeah. been awesome. I know. Um, <clears throat> I've never had the privilege to visit Portugal, but I, it's on my wife and my bucket list for sure. Okay, well, now you have a bro broski that you can visit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, you better, you better believe it. I want to come see those sheep. <laughs> yeah, you want to see the sheep. You got enough sheep where you live. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> true, true. California is known for that. Yeah, <laughs> Sheeps and cows. <laughs> but, uh, um, and Olaf. And <laughs> yeah, I've been called that myself. <laughs> Olaf means uh, donkey or jackass for people. Who <laughs> uh, so, um, what? So you studied uh, nutrition. What did you study in school? I studied homeopathy, nutrition therapy, and detoxification. Okay. Um. So explain that to uh, the audience as if, you know, for those who don't, who aren't too familiar with detoxification specifically. 
Sure. Um, I would say detoxification is probably one of the most important therapies in the world in 2021 in the times we live in. And the type of therapy that would have the greatest effect on anybody's health, on improving anybody's health. And it's really because we live in, I, I would say everybody would agree, we live in the most toxic times ever. You're being poisoned from every direction, whether whether you believe it to be intentional or not. Um, your water supply, your food supply, 2,000 toxic chemicals, uh, non-FDA approved are being launched into the atmosphere every every year, according to the Environmental Working Group. Um, they also did a test a couple of years ago where they tested the umbilical cord of a few babies, the blood of the umbilical cord, and they found over 200 cancer-causing chemicals in their blood. So before you're even born, you have all these, you're being exposed to toxic cancer-causing chemicals. So one thing I found on my journey as a, uh, health practitioner was that homeopathy and these traditional uh, therapies, you know, TCM, Ayurveda, they're not working anymore because we live in different times. We don't live in simple times and in, in times where everything used to be pure. And that again, the, the main threat on human health is toxicity. And once we clean up the inner ocean, once we detoxify the lungs, the sinuses, the intestines, 25 feet of intestines full of infections, we remove the heavy metals from the body, the brain. We see amazing things happen. So the body's innate ability to heal itself basically comes back, essentially. So that's that's detoxification in a nutshell. It's the most powerful therapy, I believe, and I see in my clinical practice in 2020. Wow. Um, man, the, the part about the umbilical cord and... and, and finding uh 200 cancer causing chemicals 200 yeah. cancer causing chemicals. wow um so that all comes from what we're putting in our body is that uh is that the source yes uh the exposure so it comes from the air you breathe obviously it comes from the water you drink so the fluoridated fluorinated water which in some States will have lead as well, will have lithium as well, and a bunch of other toxic chemicals. It comes from the food that we eat, some of the most uh, famous toxic chemicals which have gotten a lot of uh, media exposure have been cancer-causing glyphosate, which they spray all over your food, gender-bending atrazine, which they're sp spraying all over your food, right? Antibiotics and all these different things. So food supply water supply, and then you have the toxic so-called medicines, which a lot of people are taking, the pharmaceutical drugs, which poison you. And then you have injections, which is, um, you know, the corruption of injections is coming to the surface. The cat is finally out of the bag. It's just a matter of time until people realize what's really going on. Oh, um, so we have the injections, yeah. and then we have infections. Let me just finish off with infections, which are also induced by the modern day medical establishment through antibiotic treatment. So antibiotic treatment induces fungal infections and these grow in the intestines and then the body, they become systemic as well. And then they produce mycotoxins, some of the most cancer causing chemicals known to man, which basically poison you 24 seven. And then you have tooth infections, root canals, which can produce biotoxins as well. But these are the main ones. Yeah. So yes, yeah. we're being exposed to it, so-called medical treatments, the food supply, water supply. It almost seems like we're being poisoned intentionally. <laughs> and I argue, if you follow my work, that that happens to be the case. Okay. But anyways. Okay. No, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot that I I myself believe that are that's happening that um, we aren't actually told the truth about. Um, so I guess what I want to know is the, how do you get, like, how would you get the general public to, um, be able to take control of all of this? Right. I mean, like you said, even the air you breathe. So, I mean, that's literally just where you live can affect that. So, um, is there a solution? I guess is what I'm asking. Is there a, is there a, uh, feasible solution to, to be able to um, 
kind of cleanse ourselves. Yeah, 100%. So it's, it really boils down to awareness and education. And one of the, so if, if we're allowed to educate people, if, if we're allowed to create videos and, and YouTube videos and on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, do posts and whatnot, then through education, you know, knowledge is power and people can start taking measures and seeking uh, therapies like detoxification to improve their health and protect their health moving forward. But one of the big issues we're facing right now is censorship. So uh, a person like myself, uh, I've been deplatformed off of Instagram, Facebook, and I'm currently being shadow banned on YouTube. So a, a channel of over 57,000 subscribers has been stuck at 57 for over two years. And about maybe 100, 200 people see my videos when I upload them. And when I go live, only 20 people show up. So if, if we're allowed to, if natural healthcare practitioners are allowed to educate and, and raise awareness, then the solutions are quite simple. So the solutions would be avoiding the toxic foods in the water, purifying your water, um, growing your own food, not, not eating food produced and brought to you by known you know, eugenicists and depopulationists like like Billy Boy, Bill Gates, and and his you know his companies. Uh, what's it called? Bayer Monsanto. And just in 2019, they paid out over 10 billion dollars to settle cancer lawsuits because they know, and the courts you know the courts know that it's killing people, right? Mm. But nowhere will you see any attempt at um, holding them accountable and stopping you know the production of cancer-causing GMO foods. But so we, we have the therapies. We have gut detoxification. You know, I have, I've produced many courses teaching people how to safely and effectively detox the infections from their gut, remove the, you know, infections from the sinuses, from the lungs, from the ears, how to remove heavy metals from the body, yeah. and, and then just maintaining that, you know, so exercising, sweating, using sauna, eating healthy foods, all that kind of stuff. So, but the, the, the main, the main issue is really censorship and shadow banning and fact checking and, and all that kind of stuff, which really keeps people in the dark essentially. So as far as the sense, I mean, that, that's really not a, uh, uh, that's not really, um, that unbelievable in, in the United States anyway, because that's, you know, it's so polarized right now. And there's, there's always, you know, wherever you go, whatever social media uh, account you go on or any news outlet, fact check, fact check, fact check. Like, and then you got to eventually you start thinking like, okay, well, you have four different fact checks. One saying the other one's wrong. The other one's saying the other one's wrong. So it, it, it builds this humongous cloud over your head as far as like, okay, well, what the hell is the truth? Like, then you start to like, you know, so and and eventually um it it leads to to fatigue mental fatigue from um the masses right uh you start um to just kind of lean towards what makes more sense to you right whether it's true or not um and i guess what i'm asking is how do you how do you like like you said education and is is huge right is 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 a big part of all of it but I also think that I know people personally and to a degree myself, uh, mental anxiety, right, when it comes to these things, uh, especially uh, when it comes to health. Uh, there are people who like anxiety will actually get in the way of them being able to to further learn about a topic in health or further learn about um detoxification uh since that's the topic we're discussing and so how do we how do we motivate because there's not just like a handful it's a lot of people that deal with that especially here in america um being so diverse um and and so uh the rhetorics that are being told to them uh Mm -hmm. media and, and, and and um kind of being shifted one way or the other um to, to tell all these people, listen, um, education is the way to go. But then on top of that, you add anxiety. So how do we, 
how do we talk to those people? That's a, you know, that's, it's, it's not, it's difficult for me to put myself in the average person's shoes because, you know, I've been, I've been studying even before I started my schooling in, in the natural health sciences back in 2011. Um, I was, I was studying and researching natural health. Um, so, you know, when, when you're in the field of natural medicine and you study, for example, the terrain theory of disease, Antoine Beauchamp's theory, in contrast with the Pasteurian model, the infectious model of disease, it's, you, you, see, you see the lie, you know, the fraud that is the, the model, um, you know, under which the modern day medical establishment operates. And then you, you, you graduate and then you have, you experience, you have clinical experience essentially. And you see your patients recovering from so-called incurable diseases, which the establishment says you just have to live with it essentially. You have to live with diabetes. You have to live with chronic COPD. You have to live with asthma. You have to live with chronic psoriasis and maybe take a drug which at best temporarily masks your symptom. Um, so then, then what, what you know basically is not just theoretical truth, but uh, it's practical truth. You see, you see the truth in action and it becomes very clear. So for somebody like myself, for most natural healthcare practitioners, we know what the truth is, the terrain theory of disease, and that there's really just one disease and one cure, and everything else are just symptoms that, of that one disease. And they just place labels on you, and then they dr drug you and mask your symptoms while producing more diseases. And what, what I'm talking about when I say just one disease, it's toxicity, it's acidosis. And all the top, you know, physicians, uh, alternative natural physicians who cure the incurables, they all teach the exact same thing, which I'm sharing right now, which is, uh, yeah, so which is acidosis and toxicity. And once you deal with that, once you get rid of that, you purify the body, you alkalize the body, then, um, you know, all your symptoms will improve, not just one. But so it's difficult for me to put myself in the shoe of a person who doesn't isn't aware of this truth, mm -hmm. and so they mm -hmm. see contradicting uh, positions, yeah. and they get confused what's going on. Right. But again, right. once you've spent, uh, once you've been in the natural healthcare business and you've been persecuted, and you end up curing people, and you see what the establishment has done before, it's clear to you that they are a criminal enterprise. I'll just give you one example. For example, there's so many different associations they have and, and uh, AMA, FDA, CDC, NIH, whatever. But just to give you an example as to one clear, one very good example is the cancer depopulation scam, where cancer, the cure for cancer was discovered over 100 years ago by Dr. Otto Warburg, and he won a Nobel Prize for it. And he discovered exactly what I've been sharing with you, which is cancer is basically acidosis. It is the end stage of systemic acidosis and poisoning. And so what happens is as, as uh, acidosis increases, acidic levels in the body increase, the oxygen levels go down. And when the oxygen levels go down, the body intelligent, intelligently, your cells mutate into a more primitive form to be able to continue to produce ATP or energy in the absence of oxygen. So it's an intelligent response by your body. And so the cure is so simple. It is alkalizing and purifying and detoxifying the body, thereby raising oxygen levels and mutation will no longer be necessary. And um, the patient is cured. And all the top doctors who do cure, you know, uh, cancer using this alkalization method, they get persecuted, they get delicensed, they get murdered, essentially. And so once you've seen that, once you, once you educate your patients and you see your patients time and time again get cured, and then you see the, the narrative of the modern-day medical establishment continue, we're still on the continued search for the cure for cancer, all these, you know, relay fundraisers stealing money from the people, uh, and then poisoning people to death with chemotherapy and radiation. So when you see all of this, it's a big, big depopulation scam. When you see that with your own eyes and you see the truth, um, and you're aware of the autism scam, you're aware of all, all the malaria scam. I mean, it just goes on and on. High cholesterol scam, whatever. 
then in a, in an episode like this, once we have a health crisis and you see these same corrupt agencies taking the forefront, you already know from day one, we knew, <laughs> we knew, holy shit, look out. We're in for a nice little show and nice little clown show. But anyways, yeah, the average person who, who's not aware of these things, I, c- I can understand where they would be very confused, very confused. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's, uh, obviously i i didn't i don't know about uh i didn't know a thing about this uh detoxification and um acetosis um that you've been describing and i actually just lost my father-in-law to brain cancer so it's um you know it it becomes uh you know then you know you learn about these things and and um i don't know how far we want to go with it i mean i I believe things it, for me to keep my sanity, I, I always have to think, you know, things happen for a reason. Right. But, but, uh, so as far as like, you know, my father-in-law losing his battle to, to, uh, glioblastoma, but, um, it does, it, it does itch at me. Like what, you know, could there has been, have been something else done in his life to maybe, I mean, if he took this route, maybe he'd still be here right and then many others who who have been unfortunate uh or fam- people who've lost people to cancer right family members it's uh it's it's not fun obviously it's it's a uh, it's a shitty feeling to to be um dealing with loss um but again it begs the question right how do we how are we able to communicate uh this information to to people who aren't um, even there yet, like as far as being able to uh, purify, right? I mean, I I always talk about pu- like all of my um, posts. Um, and by the way, it's uh, it sucks that they're you know uh, censoring you and blocking your your stuff, your posts and your videos. And um, yeah. I mean, I've heard this happen to other uh, people that you know are, that have even made documentaries to, and again, you don't, they don't get the, um, light of day. Uh, the, tr- it's, it's, it's all the evil of money, I guess it goes back to, right. It's the evil of, of trying to, I guess not money, but the greed for money, right. Because that, that, that's, has to be the driving force for them to want to sh- shut people like you up or shut other, uh, you know, uh, natural homeopathy, uh, clinical nutrition it's down as far as uh getting mm-hmm. the truth out i guess there's not a, yeah, yeah. there's not money in not giving medicine to people right there's no money in in <laughs> in in that route so yeah for sure because exactly what one of the one of the reasons is money because the natural route would actually cure people it wouldn't make them worse it wouldn't um, mask symptoms while allowing the underlying toxicity and acidosis and infections to grow worse. Yeah. So a patient, patient cured is a patient loss. So money for sure. Natural products are inexpensive, unpatentable. Um, but so that's the first thing that people are on their journey. They realize, oh, it's all about the money. And then you realize how much chemo costs. For example, yeah. one round yeah. of chemotherapy cost anywhere between ten to a hundred thousand dollars per round um, so you realize yeah money money is uh, is definitely a, a driving force but then once you dive deeper and deeper and then you look at different things that that they are engaged in you realize it's not just about the money and I, I'm, I, I'm sure that many of your listeners will not be ready to digest this truth but you you learn that the other important agenda is, is not only money but also depopulation because what you learn anybody who's you know up with the times and studying you know the works of the world economic forum the davos group you know the uh, carl schwab bill gates uh, kissinger george soros all these global elite one of their priorities has always been and this is all out in the open on their websites and their books has been population control and they have they have uh, shared this concern huge concern um, the greatest crisis of our time is really population overgrowth. So once you see 
But basically what you will notice is once you look at autism, once you look at malaria, once you look at all these different things, you realize they could be charging the same amount of money with the same vaccines they're using, with the same chemotherapy that they're using, but the end result would not be death. It, it doesn't have to be death. You could charge the same money, ten to $100,000 per round or whatever, but the patient would live. We have these techniques. They are very well aware of them. Just to share with your, your viewers, just one simple case is instead of using chemotherapy the way they do, which ends up depopulating the patient, causing chemo brain, wiping out the kidneys, poisoning the entire body and the immune system, which, you know, temporarily may get rid of the tumor, but then because your entire body and immune system is wiped out, it comes back more aggressively and then, and then you end up being depopulated. But we have something called insulin potentiated chemotherapy. So simple, nothing, not rocket science. And what it does is, is it drives the chemotherapy just to the tumor site. Because again, we know cancer cells need more sugar than average cells because again, they mutated and they're producing ATP in the absence of oxygen. So they need more sugar, more glucose. So that's how you drive it like a Trojan horse. You drive the chemotherapy straight to the tumor, just like the lab technician does when they're testing you for cancer. They give you a sugar concoction with a radioactive material. Either drink it or you do both. You drink it and they inject it into your vein and they see where the sugar drives the radioactive material. Okay, that's where you have the cancer. So, wow. I mean, it's so simple. Can't we just use sugar to drive chemotherapy or, which is what Dr. Tullio Simancini is doing, to drive sodium bicarbonate, which is the alkalizing agent, which, the, which then the sugar drives the sodium bicarbonate straight into the tumor, which is an intelligent response. Your body has basically created a tumor to isolate the toxic acidic material, right? Yeah. Drives the alkalizing agent, boom, alkalizes it, increases oxygen, tumor's gone. So we just, just, I wanted to share that example that we do have simple ways of, you could still let's inject people with saline solution instead of toxic heavy metals and polysorbate 80 and, and all these toxic chemicals, which dumb, be dumb, dumb people down, sterilize them, suppress their immune system, all that kind of stuff. Just give them saline solution and still make your billions off the vaccines. Give people chemotherapy in the safer way, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. you, you don't do that. You realize, okay, there's an agenda with these so-called incurable diseases, which is, is wonderful for the depopulationists. And I guess they're running the, the, the rule books and all this. So, you know, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's aggravating. Um, is there anywhere in the world that's practicing what you're preaching? More so in, in the non-Western countries. So in Europe and North America, the modern day medical establishment has taken a strong hold um, over the way uh, medic medicine is practiced. But in the Asiatic countries, you will see um, more freedom, essentially more integrative oncologists. And this is why we have a lot of medical tourism happening in uh, also Latin America, for example, all of the integrative cancer clinics happen to be in Mexico, for example, mm -hmm. because it's illegal. It's in the States. It's illegal for any modern day medical doctor to treat cancer in any other way other than chemo, radiation and surgery. If they attempt to do anything other than that, they lose their license. So they have been trained to be order followers, essentially, yeah. and yeah. Depopulate, essentially depopulate their fellow human beings. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you'll see that in all these other countries, India, homeopathy is huge, yeah. you know, in, in, in Japan, in China, we have traditional Chinese medicine, we have Ayurveda, we have all these different systems. And for those who are interested in cancer, there's a docu-series called The Truth About Cancer docu-series, highly recommended. And you'll see that all the doctors they interview who cure cancer, none of them, none of them are from North America, obviously. They're all from other parts of the world where the modern-day medical system hasn't taken a complete control. It exists, 
but so does homeopathy, so does TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, etc. I see. You mentioned India and China being the uh, using these practices, right? That you mentioned, um, and then I think, okay, well, China and India are the two most populated countries in the world. So you know, it's is that quint. I, I doubt that's coincidence, right? I don't know. Like it's, it it it, it must be linked somewhere to to that style of medicine practice so or um uh homeopathy so i don't know mm-hmm. it's a it's a guess but it's um i don't know I, the re- another reason i thought of that is because you know when my father-in-law was going through uh chemo um we had family from china who who actually uh sent an alternate uh pill form yeah. uh medicine from china they said you know try this ask your doctor about this uh instead long Mm -hmm. long story short um we we elected not to pursue that um but uh again it's it's all based on information and misinformation i mean that's that's what it is right that's that's all we have to hang on to that's what your life experience has gotten you to where you are and and all other 7 billion people in the world right it's it's all uh what we yeah. know and what what actually like you said practical truth that's what we don't see enough of so um and that documentary you mentioned i'm definitely going to check that out and i'll plug that in on the on the episode so people can go awesome awesome watch that yeah uh another documentary actually uh i watched a few years back um, and this is a good segue uh, into music because uh, it's called Alive Inside. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, it, it has to do with uh, seniors, senior citizens, senior uh, senior homes. Uh, Alive Inside. It, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. But um, my, my wife's grandfather was suffering from... Uh, some forgetfulness right and mm-hmm. that reminded me to watch uh the, one of my f- fellow f- uh friends here he's a medical uh, doctor here in, in the states and he mentioned uh that uh, uh, documentary anyway i'm beginning long-winded what i'm trying to say is it it's about uh recovering memory right and and it's with music right with music right yeah I've watched it. I've seen it. Yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. It's so good. And it was like, uh, for me, watching that, and then, of course, like, there's examples of, of, of an elderly lady who's essentially hasn't walked for, like, 20 years, right? She's been wheelchair-bound. Um, like, her muscles work, but it's... They explain it as, you know... Uh, feeling defeated almost right like she and and just not remembering anyone and then they put on the headphones as you've seen but they put on the headphones on on her and she they play a song from when she was like 20 right like a song back then and her eyes light up and she asks the guy and the host of the documentary to dance with her all of a sudden she goes from with the walker she starts putting that aside and starts anyway it's it's so powerful um yeah so and there was no medicine involved is what i'm trying to say it's it's just it was just her memory was was shot and this all of a sudden like the the glow in her eyes was so beautiful to see um yeah it's amazing i i worked in a group home before i got into health i worked in a group home for 3 4 years uh, ad- uh helping adults taking care of adults with uh, acquired brain injury, autism, fetal alcohol syndrome, etc. And one of the guys, he had a memory of about 30 seconds. So every 30 seconds, his brain would reset. And But one, the only one thing that would a- activate his memory, his long-term memory, was his favorite songs from back in the day before he got his brain injury. So we would play his favorite songs and he would just go like he would... He would become this new person and he'd start dancing and singing every word 
he knew the entire lyrics of the song. Yeah. And he'd go on, he'd go on for like five, 10, 15, 20 minutes yeah. and his memory wouldn't get reset. So it seems like music definitely activates a special part of the brain, which pertains to long-term memory or something like that. Do you believe that has, that has its place in, in the, uh, homeopathy practices i'm sure natural, natural health for sure music therapy 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. it's crazy man it's, it's like we like the more you talk about it and think about it the more you're like holy shit man like i don't know anything <laughs> it's like you know it, it's but that can be overwhelming right is what i'm saying like it can be overwhelming in the sense that like what have i been taught all the all you know all this time it's like yeah, I mean, you, you you see it. You see that education in the West is um, miseducation, essentially. <laughs> the more letters, the more letters you have at the end of your name, the more it means that you have been indoctrinated, miseducated, and made ignorant, essentially. And that you have to do a lot, lot of work you need to do to yeah. unlearn the brainwashing, get rid of that brainwashing. So let me ask yeah. you this then: How did you? Like, that's why, that's why, just let me say this, that's why when you asked me before we started this interview, Nabil, should I introduce you as Dr. Nabil Muraddam? I said, God, no, don't you dare, don't you dare, because I ain't no indoctrinated white jacket cult member, you know what I'm saying? So I, re I cringe, I, I honestly cringe when people call me, I know they say they want to do it out of respect, but no, no, please do not associate me with the the eugenics association essentially yeah it's what it so is so what i want to ask now is what when did you, the when did the light bulb come on for you at what age did you start thinking about these things the bulb came on for me at around i would say 20 when i was 20 21 the first thing i was exposed to was what's his name kevin trudeau not justin trudeau uh, Kevin Trudeau's, uh, it was something like 20 Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About. It was one of his earliest books that he was, he released and he was, yeah, he created a lot of audiobooks. He was going on television and it, in fact, they threw him into prison, believe it or not, uh, because of that. He went to jail for like a couple of years because of claims, you see, claims that this will cure that, this natural thing will cure this. And which and this leads to another issue, which I think we were we were hoping to discuss, um, which kind of leads well into it. Yeah. Which is, which is, it's interesting how we talk about equality. We talk about, um, you know, consultation, especially in in the Baha'i in the Baha'i faith. I'm a Baha'i. We're, we're both Baha'is. I'm, I'm guessing you're still a Baha'i, right? <laughs> Not active right? as much, but yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in, in the Baha'i faith, consultation is very important. And what that means is that everybody's voice should be heard. And from the differing opinions, we experience the clash of truth, essentially. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's experienced consultation will tell you it's true consultation, will tell you it's one of the most amazing experiences ever. Mm. Um, when you when you get the input of an African American, a white person, a, uh, a a gardener, a doctor, a specialist, you get you know a woman. Women bring a whole different emotional aspect, uh, emotional intelligence to the conversation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You get something so so much richer and so much closer to the truth than you ever would if you had one group of people, one group of men, one group of elite deciding for everybody else, etc. Yeah. So when it comes to the system of medicine, it's interesting how one group of people have dominated the conversation and kicked everybody else out of the conversation. And as an example, for, for example, everything that the establishment says through the WHO, CDC, FDA, whatever – Everything they say is scientific and true, but everything the entire worldwide medical uh, community community would say is false, is completely false. And they're, in fact, they're not allowed into the conversation or consultation. They're censored, deplatformed, intimidated, murdered, delicensed, 
uh, fact-checked, etc. Yeah. And we've seen this now more than ever before, where they are censoring not only natural healthcare practitioners, you know, which we actually happen to be the majority um, of, you know, uh, experts, you could say health experts, but they, they have been censoring even their own fellows, right? They've been censoring their own Nobel laureates, virologists, experts in immunology, any, any of their own experts who disagree with what a small group of, you know, elitists yeah. uh, have yeah. to say their main, their main narrative, they all get deplatformed. And so is this science when the majority of voices of professionals and experts has been silenced and censored. Yeah. You know, is this a majority consensus when the majority of voices uh, uh, of healthcare experts have been censored, not only natural, but even, even conventional? No. So we're seeing, um, yeah, we're seeing this. Um, I forgot what, what I was getting at. Well, consultation is, is, was the basis of it. And, yeah, talking about consultation, essentially, yeah, and how it's how we have one one group of uh, people basically dictating what science is and what right. the narrative is and what the truth is. So, but the, that always, yeah, they're a small they're a small sample of the entire population of the planet, and they they don't represent. Uh, yeah, there's no consultation. There's no consultation happening, essentially. Well, you said it. It's it's no conversation. They're dictating. That's not a consult. Yeah. It's not consulting. Um, uh, yeah. So, where where does um? So we talked about how health is connected with. By the way, what what are you drinking? Since you know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Well, I really enjoy ginger tea, oh, or just okay. ginger. It's really just fresh ginger crushed and squeezed and i got some oregano leaves in here as well mm. and that's it just hot water and a big i like big i don't i i can't find a, a mug that's big enough for the type the, the amount of tea that i like to drink <laughs> yeah. it's basically herbal tea so i just put it in this glass bottle and i just chug it down <laughs> i love it man that's good uh you can't be Persian and not like tea. <laughs> so, Black tea. Yeah, well, that, I don't know what, what, you th what are your thoughts about that. But, um. <laughs> Black tea, maybe I'll just plug it in. Black tea is highly acidic, even more acidic than coffee. And so we are seeing an epidemic of systemic acidosis, in which case uh, Persians should reconsider or at least transition from black tea to herbal tea. Yeah. What about green tea? Green tea is better, yeah. Green tea is not acidic. Yeah, 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 man. It, it, it. Uh, I think the challenge comes, and and this is where I wanted to get to is, uh, having that spiritual strength. I'm not, and I'm not advocating that. I'm not advocating that you know religion is is a hundred percent needed in this uh, quest, right? To, to. Uh, yeah, we're not trying to convert anybody. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm not, I've never, I mean, myself, I said it earlier, I'm not active. I'm not active in the faith anymore. I, I was when I was younger. Um, but, you know, I, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I've, I've kept the core principles of, of, of the faith of the Baha'i religion, but I, um, but by no means do, do I just like, it doesn't define who I am, right? But it, it definitely, uh, it helped me uh, stay out of become as a kid, right? So, um, but the core principles of the Baha'i faith, a lot of it is in line with many, many other major religions. So it, it's not, and I think all the, most of the religions, their core principles, they say the same thing. One, you know, uh, love, Love all, you know, unity, all of that. So, and and my favorite word, which isn't necessarily in the core principles verbatim, but the word is purity. And I I've been I've been using that word ad nauseum uh, on many of my social posts, social media posts. Um, and that was actually part of this. Uh, and it's in the open of the uh, 
the signature, you know, and, and at the, at the end, at the outro, I, I, it says, you know, purify the mind. I, and I, I live by that. Right. I, I, this conversation today is huge. It's, and I don't claim I know anything because I don't, <laughs> I, I, and I think that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people is to admit that we actually don't know anything, <laughs> right? It's hard. It's hard because you, you live 35, 40, 50 years, right? And then for someone to say, listen, everything you learned is actually misinformation, right? It's, it's hard to digest that. So the emotions of that, right? So what I was getting at is the spirituality is the part of, of, uh, of purity that I do adhere to. Is having that spirituality and, and, and the mental fatigue to always learn, always be open to learning, right? Because we don't stop learning when we're done in school, right? School doesn't, isn't, it's actually the beginning, honestly. The beginning, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the beginning. Um, but getting, not, I'm not asking all 7 billion people to get on board, but I'm saying is, even if half the population, right, starts to think, maybe I don't know, right? And just just entertain the idea of what else is out there. I think that is, um, that gives hope for me that, you know, uh, we can actually change the tide or turn this uh, ship, right? So um, what do you think? What do you think, uh, where do you think uh, your teachings and your uh education in uh nutrition and health and homeopathy and detoxification when when do you think that can become common knowledge wow you know one thing i will say is that if we hadn't been censored if dr mercola if dr axe myself and all all the other thousands of healthcare practitioners, if we weren't uh, shadow banned and deplatformed and censored, uh, you probably, you, you witnessed the exponential interest of the people um, in natural health and taking control of their health. We saw that happen in the past 15 years. Um, and YouTube channels blowing up, including my own, it was blowing up uh, up until they shadow banned me. But People know they can discern the truth if they are allowed to 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 have access to it. If they can compare, you know, different theories, they know what the truth is. And we saw a huge um, uh, surge and and interest and uh, people basically educating themselves. And our channels were blowing up. By now, if we weren't being censored, each one of us we'd have millions of followers. And we'd take, overtake the entire globe and people would learn about the truth about health, the fake pathogenic disease model. They would learn about the terrain theory of disease. They would take control of their health using foods, using detoxification and nutrition. And they would never step foot into the doctor's office again, just like myself. And if that were to happen, they would close, they would big pharma yeah. And the modern day medical establishment would have to shut down their doors. By now they would have they would have been bankrupt. Yeah. So to understand that the demand is there, the desire is there, the ability to discern is there, and it would have caused the collapse of the modern day medical establishment already by now. Mm -hmm. And so really what's holding keeping this knowledge away is really the censorship, is is a massive, massive censorship and Really, we don't know how long it's going to take. There is there is a lot of hope of decentralized blockchain uh, censorship-free platforms, messaging apps. Um, a few of them, Telegram is uh, censorship-free still. That's a and and that's a huge source of dissemination of information when it comes to natural health. Mm -hmm. Odyssey.com is like the decentralized YouTube, which has gained a lot of momentum, but it's under attack. We got BitChute, which seems to be somewhat compromised. We got Rumble. We got um, a couple other uh, apps which are being launched on Holochain, which is even better than blockchain technology. So. We're, we have just we have we have to see how these 
platforms play out, if, if they are truly censorship resistant, if they can be attacked by the elite, the corrupt elite who have always controlled information since the time of newspapers, television, and then it was just a matter of time before they controlled the internet as well. So if these decentralized platforms continue to take off like they have, then honestly, within the next five years, Big Pharma will close their doors. That's my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. it catches on like wildfire. Yeah. Um, but if, if they also hijack somehow and, and intimidate the owners of these different platforms and take them down as well, then we'll never get the truth out, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess uh, I'm a firm believer in, um, in people ultimately do hold the, hold the power to seek the truth, right? People ultimately hold that power because there's no, uh, there's no top 1% or there's no like, uh, there's not enough people in these groups trying to control the entire masses that can keep this information away from people. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just becomes harder. So instead of harder, of course, finding the truth in 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 a few weeks of search uh, pertaining to your condition, it would take ten years, fifteen years, twenty years of hopping from doctor to doctor, and just you just right. can't seem to figure it out. Spending hundreds of thousands, which is a story I hear all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and ten, fifteen, twenty years, depending on how much you sacrifice, how much you search, and you invest, eventually you might find the truth. Yeah. Yeah. still possible it that's is. how people find me the people who find me i'm being shadow banned like crazy it's it's truly it's god sent so whenever a patient comes to me i know it's meant to be because of all the censorship if they somehow found me i'm like god wanted me to take care of them and so wow i really i really do take care of my patients that's that's good man that's i mean um yeah i i mean yeah you've been you know in modern times, right, uh, people like yourself who've been uh, studying and, and spreading the word on, on the practical truth in, uh, uh, in health. Um, but it's not news, right? Because you said it, uh, the, the doctor you mentioned 100 years ago. Dr. Otto Warburg, yeah. Doc, yeah, Dr. Exactly. Otto Warburg. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's there. It's been there for centuries. So it's not like, you know, um, so what I'm saying is that it's with the, with this tool of social media, the ones that aren't being controlled <laughs> as much, um, eventually it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. So it's yeah. uh, the depopulation. That's the, that's the hope, right? And we got to have hope because with that, that, that is the bottom line, I think. <laughs> yeah uh, uh because um maybe I'm, I'm i'm more hippie about it but i just i think that you know love and 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 uh yearning for you know the hope and and wanting to have something to look forward to is is huge for uh people's mental health right i think i think it's um uh, mm -hmm. i'm a big advocate for mental health right uh physical health right all of that is huge it's 100 percent, and it can affect mental health it, like literally yeah. it can i know but sure. it's um it's uh but if you're not able to have hope and 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 you're just in the dark i i that's that's a scary place i think so it's um it for myself uh i've gone through my challenges as far as like you know discovering what i what i am and who i want to be and and where i want the world to go right and then using something like this uh so far being a control free uh podcast right it's it's mm -hmm. the goal is to just hey educate me whatever your field you're you're advanced in i want to learn about right um and and i know that there are millions out there that would agree with me that want to learn also. So, and, and, um, but again, like I said, in the beginning of this show, I, I, it all stems from togetherness, right? Wanting to purify, but learning it together because, um, it can be a lonely world out there if we're 
just doing it, you know, on our own and, and not working together. So, uh, I think togetherness is needed more than ever, right? Um, than than it with current events and everything. Um, all right. I know I haven't talked about it yet, and I know you you, <laughs> you, you, you were uh, you were, but uh, let's talk some uh, sports and music, man. I know that was um, okay. <laughs> let, let, let let's on a, it'll be a lighter note, right? It'll be okay. a little bit of a lighter note to end on, but um, uh, yeah. So I like uh, a major, a lighter, happier note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're a guitarist. I know that. And, um, you, you, you had a few songs out back in the day. Um, I remember those and that's actually how I, uh, learned about you. And then we ended up meeting at conferences, uh, Nabil and Karim. I remember, <laughs> but, uh, um, you still play or I know you mentioned that you were, you still play the guitar. Are you still? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still, you know, in between breaks, in between consultations, I, I have the guitar right there. I just, just so I don't lose my chops, right? Yeah. But, uh, when it comes to music production, I've, I haven't been as uh, productive musically, especially because with all the censorship, we have to work about, you could say, 10 times as hard to be able to get the visibility that we would if we weren't being censored. Uh -huh. So, you know, you produce something and then you put it on YouTube, it only gets a hundred views mm -hmm. with 57,000 subscribers. So then you have to upload it to Odyssey, upload it to BitChute, upload it to just try to spread it as far as possible, get 50 views from here, 50 views from there. Got to start podcasting now because my YouTube channel is censored. So you got to be 10 times more productive to be able to, reach uh, viewers essentially so we work we work a lot and because of this i have um i've grown i've grown when it comes to creating content and expressing truths which has been really positive it's been really great this past year mm -hmm. in that regard but on the other hand music has really really gone back to the uh to the uh back burner uh, but even though even still i've been able to produce one song a year well good which which isn't bad. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> at least, at least I keep the fans, you know, uh, alive with just one one track a year has been my my productive productivity rate. Yeah, well, you're wearing a lot of hats, so uh, <laughs> you're actually wearing one now. <laughs> so, but um, that's awesome, though, man. And uh, you said your podcast. Um, where can people go to find your podcast? Sure. So I, I started a podcast last year because I realized the censorship was so hard, but I, I knew I heard that podcasting wasn't being censored or something like that. Yeah. So it seems like it's still uncensored. So yeah, I started podcasting and, and the name of my podcast is so ready for health. It's the same as my website, the same as um, my telegram channel. So ready for health. Mm -hmm. And in these podcasts, I really share a lot of things which uh, I would otherwise be flagged and, and deplatformed from YouTube. So I talk about the cancer depopulation scam. I talk about the malaria scam, the cholesterol scam, um, all, all the scams, essentially. Yeah. So, and I also sometimes I repost um, podcasts from other um, doctors and scientists who have been deplatformed. Mm -hmm. which I, I feel is, is so, so important. So I'll just post it there. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. kind of like a mix, it's a mix between my own shows and other shows from uh, other doctors and whatnot. Got it. Got it. And is it just video uh, on telegram or uh, are you, you have the audio and on Spotify, do you have it on all the platforms that we can? Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I use a, a, a company called Buzzsprout, and it spreads it to all the major podcasting uh, companies or apps. I, I I have a similar thing too. Yeah, I, I use a similar uh, anchors is the one I use. Um, okay. Yeah, so it it's uh, it helps. It definitely helps. Yeah, man, we definitely. I I'm going to go check that uh, podcast out for sure. And where can we hear your music? 
My music can be found uh, right now. It can be still found on YouTube. Okay. So the 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 ones one a year tracks are they all uh, recorded and and uploaded yeah. there? Awesome. And, and yeah, same, although, same channel is it? Same channel. Yeah, Nabilino. Actually, it's not it's not so ready for health. It's Nabilino. N a b i l i n h o. But let me warn your listeners that my last two tracks are Portuguese. You know, since I moved here. Uh, the, the Portuguese fan base has has asked for some Portuguese songs. Yeah. So the last two songs have been in Portuguese. No, no but the no, one man, that's awesome. It's, it's a sign of uh, expansion, unity. That's great. I like it. Yeah. The the song I'm working on now, I'm, I'm I've already composed. I'm just in the midst of producing it. Is uh, is going to be in English, and it's uh, a prayer by Abdul Baha, one of the recently translated ones. And I felt the need to do something, to create something, um, and dedicated to the centenary of Abdul Baha's ascension, which is coming up this year, this fall, essentially. So that's really why okay. I'm going to be doing that. So that's something to look forward to for all the music fans. Yeah. Sometime, sometime this September or October, you can expect a, a sweet music video. Sweet man, I I, I look forward to that. Um... And definitely uh, love your uh, approach to your songs and your writing. It's uh, as a fellow musician, it's definitely appreciated. So, oh, thanks, um, man. Yeah, man. Um, all right, sports, man. Soccer. You love soccer. You said so. Let's talk about. Oh. It. <laughs> you still play or what? Oh man, I wish. I, I still. I mean, I I'll play any time if you come here. You want to challenge me anytime, <laughs> but uh, I'm probably the worst soccer player as a Persian, so I'll put that out there. <laughs> oh man! But I live on like at the top of the mountains now in the countryside. There's I don't really have anybody to play with, yeah. but that's one thing I do miss in my life is to be able to play soccer. Yeah. But growing up, I was I was a huge, huge fan. I used to play all the time, and I was really good. I was a very good striker. Always like the top scorer in every league that I would play. This is and in uh, Portugal or Canada. This would have been well. It started in Portugal when I moved to when I moved to Portugal. Well, when I was nine, that's when I started to get into soccer because here in Portugal everybody plays soccer. Yeah. Whereas in Canada it was baseball and hockey. So when I moved here, I started to get into it. And and the rest is history. And then, but yeah, it was mainly Canada, the Canadian leagues. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, who are you rooting for in the Euro Cup? In the Euro, obviously, because I mean, I have a t the, a tie to Portugal. Yeah. I'm 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 rooting for Portugal. Yeah. But you know, in in previous competitions, I've really I've I've. Uh, rooted for Belgium and Hull and the Netherlands. I like those teams as well. Hmm. France is cool. France is cool as well. Yeah. You know, Portugal yeah. and Germany and per Portugal and, and the UK, England. We have this. Uh, we have this past, this history of uh, of what, it, what would you call it? Like uh, of ri rivalry. Yeah, yeah. You know, from from past uh, the history of other uh, competitions. So I never. I, I'm never. Routing for England or, or Germany, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know soccer is, uh, or the proper term is football, is... Um, is football. Football, football, right, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the uh, continental sport over there, so... Um, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. Football and end ball. End ball would be the second second most played sport which is a weird sport which i i had never heard of when i when i came from canada which was so weird because you you it's almost it's playing soccer but with your hand because there's two two goals two nets and you got like i don't know five or six on each team uh -huh. and that's really it and you're just it's a small ball and you're supposed to score yeah and it's so weird it's like the opposite when it comes to soccer it's almost closer to basketball maybe <laughs> but, yeah yeah can you wait on that in handball? Can you um, 
can you like walk, run with the ball in your hand? How does it work? Is there tra- like traveling? What? what? <laughs> yeah, there is. There is traveling. Yeah, I don't know the exact rules, but you can't just run with the ball. You got a couple steps. You got to pass. You got kind of things. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, man. Well, cool, man. Um, I uh, I really really can't thank you enough for spending your Wednesday evening. Uh, with me i know you have other obligations to get to so i don't want to keep you too long um, oh, my pleasure my pleasure <laughs> but if um, you ever in the near future if you want to talk about mental health because you said you're a huge uh, advocate of mental health that's something we can talk about too i definitely we have a lot of therapies for uh mental health too. yeah man thousand percent i mean i definitely want you back on because i think we only scratched the surface today we didn't even really you know we it was like a very introductory uh lesson that we had today so it was um i definitely want you back on and yes mental health for sure should be the uh focal point next time um anything else you'd like to plug um no just uh, if you know if anybody wants to uh <laughs> um, seek my assistance or my services um they can go to my website so ready for health.com so ready for health.com you guys heard that um Nabil Mogadam, it was a privilege having you on. Um, everyone, uh, I will I will have all of his links uh, plugged on this uh, episode, so you may have seen it already at this point. Um, don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe Fumble Podcast on uh, YouTube, which has been uh, not nice to our friend here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, they don't do that to me. and. Um, uh, anyway, uh, on YouTube and uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, leave a review, comment, letting me know what you think about today's episode. All righty, this was episode 17. Nabil, thanks again. I appreciate it. Showcase your very 